Gather round, take a seat, relax. It's the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Afton, right here on 101.9 High FM. This is 101.9 High FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Afton from Linksfield Shul, and it's good to be back here with you live on the High FM network. A special shout out to that individual who let me know that each week when uh, the Fabringen starts, she chases everybody out of the room and uh, listens intently to the next uh, to the hour. Really appreciate that feedback. Not the feed, not the idea that you're chasing everyone out would be preferable if everyone heard it with you, but the gesture um, was very moving. So this is 101.9 Chai FM. This is five days after Purim. March is slowly marching out and we're going into Nissan about the same time that we start April, Pesach, the holiday of freedom, it's big stuff coming, big, um, big themes. And although each year we show up and it seems to be the same calendar, plus minus, ultimately the person we're at is very different. The way we're showing up is different. And I've shared the, the thought of Rabbi Adin Avinistro, Rabbi Steinsaltz, a few times, that the story goes that he was once asked by a student, how is it possible to pray to Hashem every day and say the exact same words? It's just so boring. I'm literally opening the sitter. I'm opening the prayer book. And I'm saying the exact same words of yes as yesterday and the same words as two days ago and three days ago. So what's where's the freshness in this? It's just boring. And Rabbi Steinsaltz turns to this fellow and he says, but you're a different person. The words might be the same, but you're not the same. So you're showing up and you're an entirely different human being than you were yesterday. You have 24 hours of different experiences. You're physically different, emotionally different. You're, nobody's exactly the same. And he says, and if you are showing up to prayer today, the exact same person that you were yesterday, it's not the prayer that's boring, it's you. It's not the davening that's boring, it's you. In other words, each year you come through the calendar, each day you show up to the events of your life and you're like, oh my gosh, life is so repetitious. The behaviors, the actions might be repetitious, but the meaning, the why, the passion is totally not repetitious. And if it is, then I have to ask myself a simple question. Why am I so boring? If I am showing up to Pesach, to Passover 2022, the way I showed up to Pesach 2021, then I am really boring. Because <laughs> the world has been through a lot the last 12 months. And we all as individuals have been through a lot. And we are different than we were 12 months ago. Unless you've been living in a cave 
you've had very unique experiences in the last 12 months, experiences you've never had before, or experiences that you've had before, but haven't impacted you the same way. We are different. So when we're showing up to Pesach, we're showing up to Passover, we're showing up to the month of miracles, Nisan, we're showing up to Purim, which was just a few days ago, we're showing up to our lives, we're showing up to our marriage, we're showing up to our parenting, we're showing up to our work, our job, we're showing up to our routine, whatever we're showing up, we are different. And if we're not different, then that itself is the big question. But I have a hard time believing that anybody is exactly the same the way they were a year ago. That's ridiculous. Even if you try, <laughs> even if you're trying to be that boring, that you're the same person you were last year, I don't think you're very successful. The world has shifted. We have shifted. We're different people. Um, as a rabbi, you know, I, I see more and more the things that people are approaching are different. Um, people's headspace is different. Some ways better, some ways not necessarily so. But we're different. We're, we're transformed. And therefore, we're showing up to the events of our lives now in a different worldview, in a different perspective. Now, one of the things that's really changed us is something relatively recent. And that is, the obviously, the war in the Ukraine. Or rather, the invasion. Russian invasion of Ukraine. Now, it's changed us in so many ways. First of all, it busted a naivete that's lasted for the last 30 years since the end, the official end of the USSR, the former Soviet Union, and the end of the Cold War. This, you know, this fantasy, but it wasn't a fantasy, it was reality for 30 years that, that countries don't go invade countries and that... Um, Yes, you know, we lived through a lot of terror attacks as uh, various movements and groups, but this idea of a country going and invading another country, which was something that if you lived up to, you know, up to 1990 and more so before 1945, that was something you, you lived with and you saw all, you, it was just part of life. Just think about World War One, World War II, the communist revolution. I mean, just think about what the world went through the first half of the 20th century, the African states, um, what the World War didn't, World War One specifically, what it did to the collapse of empires and the building of new empires, it's that was the ancient world. But now we didn't live like this, and suddenly a part of naivete has been busted, and we're looking and we're seeing incredible bravery, but on the other hand, incredible carnage um, when we witness what's going on in the Ukraine, and that's shifted us, that's changed us. And before really going into exploring some of the ways it's changed us, I want to play a song that came out last week, a magnificent song, it's sung by Benny Friedman, and it's called Dear Am Yisrael, um, Dear Jewish Nation, and it's a so-called letter written by one of the refugees of Ukraine to the wider Jewish community all around the world, and truth is to wider humanity and really presenting its case, its prayer. And I really felt like this song can be a great start to the conversation that we can have. Now, this is 101.9 Chai FM. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 Chai FM. This is 101.9 Chai FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Avtson and 
you were just listening to Dear Ami Israel by Benny Friedman, a beautiful song, um, obviously written in the last few weeks and produced in the last few days. The idea that collective unity and collective healing will bring healing to all of us around the world, including those in war-torn Ukraine. And, and that's a very important theme to really to kind of open this conversation. We have a myth, which is a very understandable myth, but it's a myth. And that is that what you see is what you get. In other words, war, peace, evil, goodness is only in action. And therefore, I cannot have much of an impact unless I'm in the action. So if I am not there in the action, then I'm not doing anything. I'm not adding value. If I'm not fighting in Ukraine or I'm not bringing in refugees, I'm doing nothing. And obviously, the highest priority is to do an action if you can. But nevertheless, as, as believers, believers in God, believers in our interconnectivity, and the truth is it's not even belief anymore, it's science. We, we know that we're all interconnected and a positive energy on one side of the world can literally release positive energy on the other side of the world. Positive thoughts about somebody on one side of the world can lead to a positive outcome on the other side of the world. And that our actions matter because the truth is there from a energy perspective, from the theory of, you know, of whether it's called string theory or just the, the theory of unity, there is no division. There is no here and there. Quantum physics has shown it. And no, I'm not a physics professor and I won't, you know, try to overstep my qualifications, but... From the quantum physics I've learned, you can have two things that look totally separate to the eye, and yet they are not just interconnected, they're one. And you take away one, the other one goes away, not as an outcome, but because they were the exact same thing. And it's obviously something that in our mental space and where we think within the realm of space and time, we can't get our head around, right? Because something's either here or it's there. Something's either now or in the past, or in the future. But from a, not even a spiritual perspective, but simply from a perspective that transcends space and time, because, you know, Einstein has shown that space and time is interconnected, but it's all, you know, a creation. Um, in a place that transcends it, there is no space and time. And, and that place that transcends it is not somewhere in the heavens, it's here. In other words, in a deeper dimension of the world we're living in. There is no limits of space and time. And my own journey to healing can bring healing to the world. And this is something that Jewish mysticism has been saying for the longest time. And that is, I mean, not only Jewish mysticism, the Maimonides writes it in his book, the Mishnah Torah. He says, a person should always see the world as balanced between good and evil, and if you do one action, one word, one thought in the right way, you could tip the scale. And you think to yourself, for one second, how does that work? I'm just one individual, and there's a whole world out there. How can my one action 
have the impact? And the answer is because it's all interconnected. There is no individual. We're all one. Not in a feely-goody, touchy kind of stuff, but in, in, in the essence of things. We're all one. We're just pure oneness. At the core of at all of reality is one dimension, which we call godliness. It's, it's everything. Not it's the engine of everything. It is everything. And when we can accept it, then what we realize is that regardless of what side of the world I'm at, regardless of what qualifications I have, I can bring healing to a world that needs healing. Because, gosh, our world needs healing. Physical healing, um, political healing, societal healing, etc., and if I can do it on a broad scale, then I obviously have an obligation to do as much as I possibly can. But first and foremost, my obligation is to bring healing to myself because one healed person is a entire universe that's healed. Um, Jewish thought teaches that if one person truly um, transcended themselves and became what's called one person did real tshuva, not just like, you know, repentance for a sin, but real, real tshuva, real return to God in the, in the most incredible way, then the redemption would come. One person. Why? Because one person opens that reality. The reality is there accessible for everybody. The point of the message is, as we're getting close to Pesach, we're getting close over to, to Passover, and the theme of Passover is freedom. Freedom from, freedom to, in other words, freedom from things and also freedom to do certain things. You look at a world which seems to have an erosion of freedom right now. Conquering your country is not freedom. Um, living under COVID policies, even if well-intentioned, was not the full expression of freedom. And I'm not saying it was wrong. All I'm saying it was it could be manipulated by people with bad agendas to take away freedom. And in a, in a world that, that needs freedom, needs healing, when I go and bring freedom to myself, freedom from my own limitations, freedom from my traumas, freedom from my misconceptions, freedom from my, my hiccups, freedom from my spiritual, emotional, physical, psychological hiccups, then that will spill out to the universe in a real way, not in like a motivational way, in a real way. And again, it's science. Science has shown the interconnectivity. And, and there's been so many documentation of, of, of family members thinking about the other family member, the other side of the world, and literally you know, affecting them in a real way. And if one of them is in pain, the other person really feels that pain. It's real. Because we're all one. We're all interconnected. We are, we are part of the same stuff. That's godliness. So you ask yourself, what can I do for, you know, when I see a world that seems to shake, a world that seems to unstable, unsettled, agitated, fragmented. The answer is 
to heal those very stuff within me. Heal the fragmentation of the world by healing the fragmentation within me. Heal the collapse of family in the world by healing my own family. One of the big um, victims of the last few years has been um, family. I think, you know, not based on guessing, but having spoken to many people, I think we haven't even begun to really see the, the, the ramifications on people's mental health and, by extension, people's family unit. Um, people making decisions to dismantle families, marriages that were going, and relatively decent. Obviously, no marriage is perfect. You know, whenever people say, shame, that marriage always had issues. Yeah, like every marriage has issues. Uh, I'm not saying that certain marriages shouldn't collapse, but like that, that word that says, oh, shame, they've always had issues, that's not a justification for anything. Um, and seeing a lot of divorce, a lot of people decide to untie the knots, people, you know, feeling confined by the relationship, etc. But if I can't heal my own stuff, then I cannot heal the world. If I cannot heal my own family, I cannot heal the own, my entire world. If I can't, you know, hurt people, hurt people, right? You've heard that expression before. If I can't get my own life in order, I'm not saying to be perfect, but to get it somewhat in order. And yet I'm saying like, oh my gosh, it's my job to get the world in order. No, please don't get the world in order if you don't know what order looks like. Please don't try to save um, society if you don't know what a society is supposed to look like. Because ultimately, if I come with mad ide my bad ideas into society, then my, my bad ideas will extend into society. I first have to... I have to get myself in line. I'm not saying be perfect, because then we'll, we'll never do outreach if I have to wait to be perfect. But at least I have to wait to be somewhat with my head, you know, screwed on correctly. And after, after the last few years, a lot of us are, are you know, are needing of some realignment, some, some healing, some refocus, some freedom. And when I do it as an individual, then that will spill out to the world from, as I said earlier, from an energy perspective, but also from a perspective of when, I, when one person sees another person living a good life, it's contagious. If it's something I could copy, obviously, if it's just your money, then I can't copy your money. But, and the truth is, that's not real happiness. But if I see, world, you know, perspectives that, that make you work, that makes your life tick, when I see you bring healing to yourself, then I'll look for healing myself. I'll try to imitate that. I'll try to bring that in. I'll try to digest it within myself. Because good ideas are contagious and bad ideas are contagious. And unfortunately right now, there seems to be a lot of bad ideas contagion. And we need a contagion of good ideas. Um, a contagion not just of viruses, a contagion not just of epidemics and you know, bad ideas, 
unfortunately, like, you know, I was talking to a person who was telling me like the whole group of friends that decide together to break that, you know, to dismantle their marriages, get divorced. And it's like, that's a contagion. Like, what are the odds that four, five, six, seven people all collectively, you know, like have realized that, you know, they have to move on. What are the odds? It's, and it's, there's no abuse in those relationships. It's just a contagion of saying, eh, we're better single. We don't need this in the life. It's just a pain to schlep somebody along with us. So there's a, a huge contagion of bad ideas. And we need a contagion of good ideas. A contagion that says marriage is worth it. Contagion that says, you know, loyalty and priority and focusing on your children and being decent and kind and not looking for the, you know, the bright lights and the, the fantasies of life, but actually just being grounded in the reality of life and looking for good, wholesome relationships. Those are contagion. That's, a, you know, ideas that we need contagion of. And it's our mandate to bring it out. When you see the power of a bad idea, whether it's Putin's bad idea of, you know, greater Russia, or it's bad ideas here locally in, in our country, in our community, um, ideas of racism, ideas of xenophobia, ideas of, you know, racism in all shapes and forms, um, ideas of hate, ideas of separation, ideas that other in other words, the verb, they other other people, they kind of say that person's an other, then you fight back with healthy ideas, with healing, with ahava, with love, with achva, with, with unity, with, with positivity, with Torah values. Because for the world to achieve freedom, the world needs freedom from its bad ideas and a new set of, of worldview, a new way of seeing things. And that's what we're here to do. You know, each and every one of us in our conversations, hopefully, in, uh, you know, on the, on the radio shows, on the networks, on the various platforms, on our, sitting around drinking coffee with our friend, we're able to then share and, you know, spread forth healthy and better ideas. This is 101.9 Chai FM. My name is Robbie Levy Yatsen from Linksfield Show, and this is the Fabringen Show on Chai FM. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levy Avtson on 101.9 High FM. This is 101.9 Chai FM. My name is Rabbi Levy Avtson, and we're here on the Fabringen. Um, as I was talking, somebody reached out and says, Rabbi, like he related to the radio show, Rabbi, um, give a talk on mental health, emotional health, um, to, a, a, you know, a group of people, um, which again, you know, reminds, you know, re brings it to fore something that, you know, it's becoming clearer and clearer and clearer that the challenge of 2022 is very much the post-traumatic stress disorder of 2020 and 2021 and huge strain, huge strain in people's lives in people's families, in family dynamics. I'm seeing it, I've spoken, you know, like to therapists, spoken to colleagues, it's huge. And the truth is, I don't think you need to be a rocket science to figure that out. Um, the first, you know, the first victim of lockdowns and fear 
and lack of social engagement is going to be our mental health is going to be our our sense of self and this this year is is going to demand of each of every one of us a tremendous amount of healing a huge amount of healing um because nothing happens in a vacuum when you see society out there so shaky and so unsettled it's easy to talk about society as this like from a sociological perspective, just a group of millions of people or thousands of people, but they're all individuals. And as we've been trying to bring about in this show, the idea of a single person bringing healing and through that healing others. And you could see it from the contrast. Some of the most terrible people in history were people whose lives, you know, were a mess. They couldn't get their own life in order, and they extended that mess elsewhere. And I'm not saying every person that that whose life is a mess is a menace. All I'm saying is, there they were trying to get the whole world in line, but unfortunately they were very successful in getting the world in line with their dysfunctional. I remember reading this this thing about, you know, Hitler had his life together and he wasn't alcoholic and this. It's nonsense. You read uh, Hitler's biography, first of all, simply a madman. Um, he caused his first girlfriend, lover, niece, whatever, to commit suicide. Um, his other relationships weren't much healthier. The people around him were really, really um, affected by his instability. You think of Stalin. Uh, you know, I read a book called Stalin's Daughter. I don't know if some of the listeners over here even remember that story of Stalin's daughter escaping to the West in the 50s and 60s um, and her describing her upbringing. And these are people that literally, through, the, through their bad ideas, tens of millions of people's lives were murdered, ruined, destroyed. And you, you see it all over, all over the world and that hurt people hurt people. And healed people heal people. Whether it is, you know, from a Jewish perspective, some of the greats, um, you just, you know, commemorate the passing of a, a great Torah sage, Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky, who um, at age 94, over 700,000 people came to his funeral to celebrate his uh, piety, his goodness. And most of the people have never met him. And yet they were affected by the contagion of his piety, his wisdom. And you see it in, in the, in the non-Jewish, whether it's Mandela, who, you know, worked through his own stuff for many years while sitting in prison and then able to come out, um, Mandela, and bring healing to a country. The point is, it really does depend on single individuals. So instead of us looking out there and saying, oh, shame, society. Oh, shame, what's going on over there? Oh, my gosh, it's crazy. Can you believe it? Oy the world's falling apart and all these other um, maybe true but meaningless expressions. Meaningless because there's nothing I could do about it other than vent. Let me ask myself one second. Okay, in a world that needs healing, can I heal myself? How committed am I to deal with my stuff? How committed am I to grow in my goodness? How committed am I to do more mitzvot, to do more acts of chesed? How committed am I to heal my relationships? 
if I'm expecting peace amongst nations, can I bring peace amongst me and my spouse, me and my child, me and myself? If I'm talking about forgiveness, can I practice forgiveness? If I'm talking about, you know, a world that needs more communication, more diplomacy, can I do that in my own life? Because the macro and the micro, the big picture and the small picture, they're one. They're the same stuff. They obviously play out with much maybe bigger consequences in the macro, but those stuff out there, there's stuff in here. It's in me. The person is a miniature world. The whole universe is in me. All the beauty of the universe is in me and all the brokenness of the universe is in me. And when I can accentuate my goodness and work with my brokenness, then I can bring that into the world. I can heal the world. And that's why, you know, for thousands of years, we've been taught when Pesach comes, you bring in freedom. And when you bring that freedom energy into yourself, you spread it out. It goes to the whole world. The world will come out of Passover, out of Pesach, more free. The world comes out of Purim with more joy. If we can tap into that energy and adapt it into ourself. Don't look outward before you look inward. It's so easy to say, oh, that person needs that, and that person needs that, and this person needs healing, and that person needs to hear this good idea that I have, et cetera, et cetera. But the first thing is me. I need to hear my idea. I need to heal. Yes, Putin has to put down, you know, and stop this war, but at the same time, I have to stop the war in my own house. Yes, one is killing people and one is not, but comparing it, it, the, the comparison itself is ridiculous. In my world, if I am hurting my home, I'm breaking my home, then in my own way, I'm causing destruction. And I have to then focus and sit there saying, what am I doing to my children when I'm screaming and shouting at my spouse all day? When I'm screaming at them, when I'm not listening, when I'm selfish, when I'm self-centered, when all I ask myself is what I want, what am I doing to the people around me? Yes, Putin is doing it on a big scale, macro scale, but I'm not him and I'm not on this journey, but I'm on my journey. I'm on the Levy journey and I have to ask myself, do I have any, even a, a, a drop of similar tendencies in my own micro world? And if there is, then I must deal with it. And I'll truly believe that if I deal with my stuff, it will trickle out. That a healed individual can heal a world. This is 101.9 Chai FM. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 Chai FM. Really to bring home everything we've been talking about, um, let's finish off this show with a beautiful song. It's an old song, but uh, timeless message, conversations in the womb, really the idea that there's a much bigger picture and that it's not about um, the physical, although the physical is important. It's about seeing the wider picture and understanding that there is a much bigger world, spiritual reality, 
reality of oneness, of connectedness, of unity. My name is Rabbi Levi Yatsen. Have a great day. Have a great week. Shavuot Tov.